This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. Hello, dear listeners. We're at the end of season three, which has been an exploration of how the rise of communism in Russia impacted the American Christian church. As part of that, I'm presenting a series of mini-episodes to highlight themes from the season. This is takeaway number one, think deeper about the past. In 2007, I worked as the assistant director on a Christian film called The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry. It was written and directed by my friend and distributor, Rich Cristiano. I interviewed him in season two for an episode called The Heart of Christian Films. He's a guy who really understands the odd complexities of the Christian film market. What audiences will pay to see and what kinds of content we'll ignore for one reason or another. As part of my job on The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry, I help to plan shots, scout locations, and generally keep the cast and crew on schedule. I also gave script notes early on reading the script, and giving my feedback. The Secret of Jonathan Sperry was partially inspired by some of Rich's own experiences growing up in upstate New York in the 1970s. He remembered the cars, the safe neighborhoods, a group of friends who did everything together. It was ideal, quiet, simple, safe, but it's not at all what I think of when I think of the 1970s. The script has a limited scope. It's only as big as the safe neighborhood of the main character. It says nothing about the other events of the 1970s, like race riots, fear of nuclear war, the U.S. invasion of Cambodia, drugs, the Chicago 7, Vietnam. All that turmoil, war, and conflict was just... gone. Not there. From the film, you'd think the 1970s were kind of perfect. You and I know they really weren't. The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry was not the first movie to do this. I mean, not by a long shot. All forms of entertainment capitalize on nostalgia. There's nothing really wrong with it, but over time, these idealized messages impact us. Take the 1950s. Imagine what life was like back then. Like, really, stop and picture something. Picture the ideal 1950s situation. You're probably thinking of the Dick Van Dyke show or Father Knows Best. Mom sets the table in a dress and Dad comes home from work wearing a full suit. But in your imagination, where is the American coup in Guatemala? the Korean War, men wounded in World War II coping with their injuries and PTSD, Uh, limited rights for women, redlining practices that kept black people from white neighborhoods even in the North, white Americans fighting school integration. Why is it that we don't think of these things as part of the 1950s? We want to believe that those times were simpler, easier, and sure, they didn't have social media and easy access to temptation in 24-hour news like we do today. But we also don't run drills where kids hide under school desks in case of nuclear attack. Why is it so hard for us to have perspective when considering the past? 
One of the goals of the season is to think deeper about different periods of history, especially the 1950s, an era of public religion in the United States. It may be hard to put it all together, but that one decade alone gave us the National Prayer Breakfast, God on the Money, In God We Trust as our national motto, the National Day of Prayer, advertising, telling us to go to church, Billy Graham Crusades, many of the monuments we have to the Ten Commandments, and anti-communist rallies that promoted Christianity as an antidote to Marxism. All of that in just one decade. A lot of what we think of when we think of symbols of the United States being a Christian nation turned up at about the same time, during the Eisenhower administration. In our collective memory, we think those things have always been there, when in reality, many of them are less than 70 years old. In other words, for 70% of our history as a nation, that stuff wasn't there. That may seem trivial, but in our era where Make America Great Again is on bumper stickers, it means a lot. Because some of us are striving to recreate the nostalgia from The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry and other programs like it. A simple time where people in suburbs could let their kids run free without fear. When life seemed wholesome. When God was everywhere. For many of us, Father Knows Best and Leave It to Beaver are the goal. But that goal is too narrow. It really doesn't work. Because that era never existed. That tiny suburban ideal only works if you ignore the reality that other races were kept out of white neighborhoods through zoning restrictions, banking policies, and outright violence. We have to turn a blind eye to the wars the United States was involved in including CIA-driven efforts to oust democratically elected leaders like in Guatemala. Sure, television and movies were cleaner then, but only because they were heavily censored under the Hays Code, not because Hollywood producers were better people back then. It was because of heavy censorship. Yes, God was everywhere in the 1950s, but that God was nonspecific, generic, ceremonial. My first challenge to you now that you've listened to the series, when feeling nostalgia for some bygone era, try to think deeper. Not just about the good, but the bad as well. To do otherwise sets a false goal in front of us. It tells us that it's okay to ignore the struggles of our neighbors, that we're allowed to bully other countries as long as it means cheap bananas on our perfectly set breakfast tables. We get this all-or-nothing attitude when it comes to manufacturing what turns out to be an imaginary America, and it does us no real service. Nostalgia is not necessarily bad, it can be a calming influence, but it can also be deceptive. So, season three takeaway number one, think deeper about the past. This was just the first in a series of mini episodes from the Truce Podcast, recapping some of the themes from this season. If you'd like to support what I'm doing with the Truce Podcast, visit trucepodcast.com donate. Once you're there, you can also learn more about my movies, bringing up Bobby in Between the Walls, and my novel Cradle Robber. Follow us on social media at at Truce Podcast. I'll be back with more soon. I'm Chris Starin. 
And this is Truce.